0: This is the official Caps Church podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Polly, how you been?
1: Pretty good. Pretty rough. Celebrated my little brother getting married this weekend. Had a good time,
0: <laughs> and uh, you yeah, know, just recovering right now. Shout out, Parker! Congratulations, Parker! Cupcakes, <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the cupcakes family, alley. <laughs> All right, Cavs fans, as as you know, Monday episode. If you're an OG here, you know that we are. Um, Going to be talking about league news, some injuries, things like that. Keeping you updated on the league, and obviously talking about your very own Washington Capitals. So, without further ado, Polly, what do you think? We should just get pops, pop some tabs, and get started. Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, all right. So, just to take some, you know, add a little bit of light news to the beginning. Connor McDavid is injured. Everybody panic.
1: <clears throat> scary scary times yeah
0: out one to two weeks for the oilers uh injured an in overtime loss in the third period against the jets looks like an upper body injury man the oilers have had rough going in the beginning of the season dropping that game against the canucks like eight to one to just start it off and then losing again to them four to three it seems like the defensive woes are vast for this team, and. Having their captain out probably doesn't help.
1: No, especially
0: when their captain is McJesus. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So, uh, tough go for the Oilers. I don't know if they're going to be able to write the ship with or without him, but uh, definitely doesn't help that he's out of the lineup. Mark Stahl out long-term with an upper body injury for the Flyers. Uh, I mean, he's 36. The Flyers... (laughs) happen to be leading the Metro right now because standings matter four games to six games in. Well, if you look at Twitter, they do. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, X cap Andre Burakovsky back on the IR train, which sucks. Out for the Krakens till early December. Uh, another upper body injury, I believe. Yeah, man, it just seems like
1: he has a good year or two and then like in his career he'll have a good year or two and then he's either hurt or playing terrible for the next two or three and then he'll get it back together so hopefully you know he gets he gets healthy soon and his trend doesn't continue cuz he's had some tough sledding in his two Stanley Cup winning
0: career yeah absolutely and i mean you being a secondary or at least western team fan of the avs you were very comfortable with andre and his career after he left the caps uh like you said i mean it's been injury ridden N- you know i think that at this point you could call it injury ridden um but when he has come back you know he's really performed when he was in dc he was primarily healthy but could never really find the consistency to his game um, so i don't know if this is just hey you know <laughs> I, I can't find the consistency so I'll just be injured for it or what but I think period consistency's been the biggest laggard of his career uh, I definitely hope that he gets better and and you know but you look at he's getting up there in age um and is he gonna call it a career or what I mean it'd be easier at this point
1: knowing that you've got two cups yeah. but he's probably yeah. still he's still young enough that he
0: probably has the drive absolutely. Right, so hopefully we see him again. I mean, um, early December. That's a couple months, a month ish, if you will, uh, over a month time out. But uh, yeah, and, and I think that they really expect him back like December second. So just over a month. Um, moving on though, let's move on to some suspensions. Rasmus Anderson sussied four games for charging. And, like, a hit – dude, they called, like – I don't even know what they put on the ice, but it, the headline for the player, Sussy, was, like, charging, unsportsman, like, elbowing. <laughs> I mean, they really threw the fucking book at this guy. Uh, and, you know, by all accounts, this hit is dirty. Did you by chance see it? I should have told you in, the, in our in our pre-epi to check uh, this out.
1: I just, I just saw. And
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he, he jumped – he elbowed in the head.
0: Yeah, he's going for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that that was a total that's a frustration move. You know, oh, yeah. he knows about the empty net.
0: Oh um, yeah. Absolutely.
1: I, and I wouldn't even call it desperation.
0: It was just he let his emotions get the best of him there. Right. He let the demons drive his actions, that's for sure. Uh yeah, yeah I mean he launched into him. Hit him in the head, you know, whether it was a flying elbow or not, I don't know, but he definitely made, he was so launched into the hit that he really, you know, in between the shoulder and the elbows where he made like initial contact with Lainé's head of all people on Columbus. Uh, during the game, he received a five-minute major and a game misconduct. I think that's the right call. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and <clears throat> dirty hit, don't get me wrong, but man, like the bureaucracy in which the NHL goes about this is just dramatic as fuck. All right. So like he, he get, he, you give him a five, you give him a major and then you kick him, you boot him. And then he goes through the, the trial process to determine his fate. And it's four games, dude. I read that he's going to, he's going to forfeit around a hundred grand this year. The, for, for this a hundred G's. Wow. Yeah. They really went hard and, Again, like the whole <laughs> co- the calling of the penalty is ridiculous. It was an elbow, it was unsportsmanlike, it was a game misconduct, it was all sorts of, you know, different things there. You know what I mean? Oh, I think yeah. I might have lost Polly. Paul, you still there? Yeah. Alright. Well I mean I, I don't Am know. I, I think that this this uh this was definitely warranted and i think that it it they got it right but man did they make a whole theater out of it it seemed first one of the season too what do you think polly yeah really dramatic
1: <laughs> i mean
0: they're setting this they're laying the
1: law down now getting everybody ready for it yeah right
0: but then again it's the nhl and like their suspension process is absolutely fucked so who knows? Maybe they'll call something like that later. Nothing, right? Yeah.
1: It, it, the officiating and the discipline is all so inconsistent.
0: Yeah. What I was really, and, and I didn't get enough time to research why the fine was so big, damn near, and, and, or if it was even accurate because the NHL website is ugh, brutal along with the app. But. On the article it said that he was gonna forfeit like ninety two K. That's quite a hefty fine. Well, is that because he's missing games, so he doesn't get paid? I think that well he actually has to pay the seat like the Player Association.
1: Well, his fine, but also when you're suspended, aren't you forfeit that money? So Right. Exactly. Maybe that's what they're saying because of the size of his contract, that's what
0: is that why he's missing sense. the money. That makes sense. Yeah. That's exactly why, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I think most fines are capped at 5K. Right, that's what I was wondering. I mean, total, I get that, be, and, and they did say in the article that it was because of his contract. I don't know if Rassman Anderson makes that much, so I, I was kind of wondering, but he must be a number one defenseman for them. So, I don't know. But, I will say, the way that you could pay a fine is by betting on DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping it there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener every game this October. Paul, have you been watching football or have you given up yet? Well you know luckily Notre Dame had a bye
1: week. I think The bride and groom scheduled that on purpose. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, there were some crazy college football games this week. The Raiders, after a huge win last week, got crushed by the abysmal Bears. So um, losing faith in football again. Uh, It doesn't help that the Caps are off to a tough start. I was looking for a little bit of hope. But yeah, football. I watch football when hockey's not on now.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. We'll get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut... Help is available. For problem gambling, call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 and older age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility and Deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Polly, I think we should talk about the okay, kind of bad week that the Caps have had. What do you think? Uh, we might as well get it over with. Let's get the Washington Wraparound started. All right, so Caps fans, I... I'm not upset with this last week. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm totally fine with this. Polly, I don't know about you. Like the, obviously the scoreboard wasn't great, but I would say that the cap saw improvement every single game this week. And I know you've been watching a lot, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, from, from what I gathered, I, I have to agree with that. I, I think they are, they are getting better. I think they're being older. It's just taking a little longer to get into the swing of things on top of having a new system, uh, learning how everything's going to operate under a new coach. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I think, I of course, I want to see them win games early, but I'm I'm bought into your, you know, we don't take them seriously till game 21.
0: That's right, because I've never been wrong about this shit. Hockey Troll, 100% right, never been wrong. Here's the thing. When we, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just the hockey too, right? Like you have to travel as a group who knows what coach wants to get on the plane. You know, I mean, this isn't just like, Hey guys show up at the plane at some point. It's like, you know, Ovi's saying through the coach, whether he, you know, whatever it may be, Is it going to be the same? Like, does coach want us there early at the plane, all fucking full of piss and vinegar to walk on the plane and get out of here? Like, what's the, you know, all sorts of different things. Plus, there's a lot of new guys in the locker room uh, who are actually not just black diamonds or, you know, guys who are in the call up cycle. There's guys that have made the team who, you know, are here with the dynamic. So, you know, they're learning about each other going on a trip, dude when we played you know club in in college like my favorite was going on weekend trips dude it was so fun oh love the roadies yeah and so you know you're out of the you're out of our shitty state college for uh a weekend and you're with the boys and you're playing hockey and you know you're doing other stuff too out of town like the uh, you know i think that that is still alive and well even in the nhl
1: oh i bet it is and you know the fact that These guys have families and stuff, you know, it, it's gotta be helpful for the morale to have the boys instead of going on like a random business trip and having to make friends at a convention, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, they've they've got that, um, they've got that support system built in and like you said, a bunch of new guys. So they're building that support system because it's a lot of new faces, a lot of new personalities.
0: Right. And, you know, I mean, I'm not grasping for straws here on, like, trying to excuse, like, the, the week that they had by any means. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's brand new for them. It's probably the newest it's been in a long time, especially for the core. So we're seeing how things are melding. But to start off this, this uh, road trip, Lindgren did not make the trip. He was upper body injured in practice. Uh, so that brings Clay Stevenson up. Uh, Joel Edmondson gets transferred to LTIR at this point, uh, you know, at the beginning of the week, since the caps are in cap hell though, dude, like you got to think like anyone who gets a paper cut is like LTIR, IR, like get you, you. let's, let's clear this cap. So we don't have to fucking yeah. play gymnastics between us and Hershey. Right. Um, yeah. and, and so all, all this to say, like, I hope that none of these injuries are serious and I hope that like Lynn you know is fine uh, and and will come back, but he did go on IR, uh, I believe, and then you know Edmondson and Pack on IR, and also throughout the the rest of the week, uh, Nick Dowd also out due to a, uh, an injury. So <clears throat> who knows what exactly is going on? And I don't know if if how to t- how to how serious to take these injuries, primarily because they are you know in cap hell and trying to you know be creative if they can and if you need a week you need a week if you need a couple day games you, like you need it you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean between the cap situation and the timing of the season there's no reason to force anybody or even
0: encourage anybody to rush the recovery right abundance of caution should be exercised here i think in this part of the, this part of the season um yeah. But that's take that takes us to the sixteenth, Calgary. That was a Monday game, I believe. It was a shoe not win, three to two. Uh, the first, and it was our second home, or our home game after the season opener, getting blown out by Pittsburgh. We're coming back. We're getting Calgary, an exciting team, not a not, no slouches by any means. Um, and what was weird about this game is the Caps did not sell this game out, which ends their five hundred eighty eight game sellout streak that started on March fifth, two thousand and nine. Um, I think that's kind of sad, but I'm just gonna blame it on Calgary. Like, who who cares, right? That's not a it's not a big ticket game. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: that's probably I can't think of many teams who Cap fans would be less interested in watching. Maybe Winnipeg, <laughs> um, but you know, you also got to think like in all those sellouts, though, there weren't asses in every seat. Oh no, absolutely you know? not. Absolutely. It's not. probably less like uh businesses buying boxes and shit.
0: Right. And that and the thing is is that what a lot of the lower bowls, probably corporate sponsors, people who just buy the that row for to schmooze clients, things like that. Um, I guess the, the underlying worst case scenario is that big big-ticket buyers are, are backing out of the Caps right now because the outlook on the season doesn't look good, but that's me looking way, way into it. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's just one game without a sell on It's probably all right.
0: Yeah, ac- absolutely. I'm okay with it. New Dad Kemper back in that. Uh, the Flames, you know, got the first 10 shots on that. This was an abysmal first period, to say the least. The Caps couldn't get out of their own zone within the first five minutes. Minutes and, and it cost the Caps' first goal against as Dowd left his man open in front. The Caps really, uh, in this whole debacle in the first period, really just couldn't make a tape-to-tape pass, uh, specifically so in the first eight minutes, and that cost them a goal. Um Strom finally took the first shot on net to make it 13 shots to one with like 12.30 left in the first. Uh Either way, the Caps were just a turnover machine, uh not great at all. Uh, did you catch this one? I didn't catch the first period. I think I joined this game midway through the second. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. It was it was bad, dude. And we were absolutely getting shelled. There was nothing we could do about it either. Like we we were just basically letting it happen to us. Um, McMichael, though, I've seen was on the PK. Interesting sighting there uh, during this game. The Caps ESPN Plus video feed was totally haywire. At one point, they the the live feed like the live feed was just the guy in between the penalty boxes trying to follow with a shoulder mount. <laughs> yeah, not great, and the audio was all messed up too. But the uh, yeah, I mean, you would think ESPN be better than that. Yeah, right. It's it's I don't know. <laughs> I think they they put out the D team for for the for hockey, I guess. Um. Cousy, well, though, they were playing
1: Calgary, so that's
0: right, and that's exactly right. That's a good point because no one cares it's Calgary, nobody even decided to show up. Nobody even bought tickets, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't let friend of the pod, Grant Van Laar, hear us say that. <laughs> yeah, but he calls it Calgary. It's not really. It's yeah. we're calling it Calgary. Koozie um, yeah. though on the score sheet twice for penalties. Nice. St. Thomas ring post uh, on our only PP. Uh, you know. The at the end of the first, the Caps were really lucky to only give up two. His shots at the end were 17 to 3. Um, in the second, though, they started to come alive, they kind of figured it out. Oshie rang post shortly after. Uh Matthew Phillips buries the Caps first goal of the season off of beauty feed from Milano, giving, you know, a big middle finger to the organization that never gave him a shot. Uh our third line came up big. I hope that uh, you know, that's gonna be a trend. Phillips started, uh, the play with a, with a leave to Milano in the neutral zone, to crisscross the D and get open to create a two on one for another goal. So Matthew Phillips comes in, scores a goal, sets up with an assist, the second goal that ties it up and the caps are back. Yeah, baby. So, you know, um, the, I mean, this one, I think it was, was crazy. And, and ultimately after the caps came back with the McMichael shot and, and, you know, just a, per, a really nice shot. And like, dude, we talked about this in the preseason. I really just want to see McMichael shooting the puck more. Be a little selfish. Yeah. And there he is backing up your words. Absolutely. He must be listening. Um, <laughs> finally though, uh, you know, Coleman was gifted a penalty shot, I thought was a soft as shit call, and get stuffed by Kemper, who is outstanding. And you know, regulation ended with no one scoring. OT ended with nobody scoring after the two two tie, so we get to see a Kuzi shootout win, and and Kemper stood tall. I think this is a big gutsy win, and you know, it was nice for Carberry's first.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that may have been Kuzey's slowest penalty shot yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a thing of beauty. And I loved Kemper rocking the baby after they won the game.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So good for them. Yay. We got our first, you know, we had to claw our way by the skin of our teeth to our first victory in the second game at home. You know, we're, we're, we're giving the hometown, whatever it needs to be. But uh, two days later, we start the road trip in Ottawa going up to Canada and it was an absolute blowout. Unfortunately, this is Becky's like what? 1100th game. Yeah. And we, you know, every time OV gets a game milestone, we crush it. But poor Nick Baxter, man, I feel like so many of his like milestone games have just been absolute slaughters.
1: Yeah. Whether it's a milestone game or a game where he gets a milestone point, it's like getting crushed and he buries one
0: or assists one late. And it's like, Oh, I guess we'll celebrate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poor Backy. Um, caps played well in their in the first but their defensive play you know had them the thing about the caps defense right now is like they're in position they're in position but they're doing a lot of puck watching and nobody's really taking the body on the guys that are you know it's like it's like they've realized that they've gotten into good position but they haven't like kept their head on a swivel to figure out okay now i'm here who do i pick up yeah so and and a lot of it just felt like they weren't going the extra inch uh Plus a you know bullshit penalty put them down two to one, with a Carlson goal late in the period to keep them in it, and that was probably like the end of things that were positive. Uh, In the second, poor defensive play again. uh, Ottawa's a fast team, young, and then I look up and the score is four to one. Kuzi, Osh, and McMichael line looked really good. The offense uh, made questionable decisions though through the neutral zone. I think that was team wide. It's weird. We get out of our own zone pretty good, and you know the first or the second pass out of the zone is just uh, head scratcher. Sometimes complete turnover, like literally a just a muffin turnover at times. Have you been noticing any of that?
1: Yeah, and you know i'd
0: I'd probably call it
1: more of a cupcake, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're – maybe they're thinking too much trying to learn the new system, and they're just kind of, you know, farting it out of there, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought that they were gripping the stick too tight, right? They're just – it seemed like they were too wrapped up in maybe trying to figure out the system or, or being in the right place, and they forgot to do, like, the hockey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, we tried to challenge the fifth goal and that blew up in our face. I thought that was offside though, dude. Uh, did you, did you see any of the controversy? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty close. And of course, you know, Toronto claims that they have these like other angles and of what, well, like if you have the other angles, why not just show us instead? They're just like, no, these are secret angles, secret angles <laughs> that we have to have.
1: That's pretty on brand for the NHL. I'd say
0: <laughs> just, stupid as hell. Um so either way though just a really bad game. I would say that the one positive is that we got more shots on net, um you know, but towards the end of the game the wheels completely fell off. Like Wilson's dropping the gloves, fighting while we're on a 3 on 2, um zero bounces going our way, three goals against in the second unanswered, ugly game, you know. I think we used all, we use all of our tape to tape passes fucking around with it in our own zone sometimes with this new system. Uh, cause if you'll know, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's three men back to start the breakout, right? So they bring a forward back and they play like almost an extended umbrella to break the in, in control when we're in like a controlled breakout. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but when it comes to going, you know, North, South, Falls off, and I think that's a lot of you know. You have to have a fucking tape-to-tape pass to do that. I mean, you're loading it up, and you're trying to reload and and you know draw the arrow back. When the guys are breaking, it has to be a perfect pass in stride with them. And I think that that's something that the defense and this the team in general needs to really kind of get a grasp on. Um, but you know, for the most part, through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone, they look like you know our our roller hockey beer league team, dude. Yeah.
1: Well, that's just not as good
0: <laughs> right exactly you know because i can i can at least thread one you know right yeah I think, I think i'm a point per game right now
1: uh me too what one assist one assist one game
0: <laughs> yeah i've got one goal and two assists i think i scored a ppg a nice snipe last game
1: I'll have to pull up the tape to verify.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't hurt yourself when you do it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, all right. Going to the 21st. Yesterday was a Saturday game. As, as we've said in the past, we stream on Sundays and we record on Sundays. Um, we and, – and I forgot to mention that in Ottawa and in Montreal – Carberry has thrown the lines in the fucking blender hardcore. You know, mostly center shifting. You know, they're with Dowd out. They're they're putting protests in as the fourth line center, um, Backstrom on the third line, McMichael with Kuzinosh uh against the uh, Ottawa centers, and then I think they found a little bit of pay dirt putting Strom and Ovi together um, on the top line, and I think they moved uh, Tom Wilson out to of the third. I mean, there are no holds barred with what Carberry is willing to test right now. Um, Not throwing lines in the blender in the sense of what Laviolette did to try to get a spark during a game. This was like, they've been practicing in these lines. They've been showing these lines in practice. So I like it. I think that they're making a lot of decisions right now based upon advanced analytics. And that's okay with me as well. Um, And again, at the top of the episode, we said that the Washington Capitals, like if there's a silver lining, they've gotten better every game, um, you know, and I think that shot total wise they have, and as far as team play they have, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the whole strategy with with Carberry just throwing him in? Well, I mean, I think Strome's the kind of guy that Obi needs to have with him. Um, I think Kuzi
1: used to work with him, but now Kuzi's kind of back on his bad attitude shit, so it's not <laughs> working well. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's coming in. He, he doesn't owe any of these guys anything he's got to come in and do his job. And so as much as you love playing with the same guy over and over again for, you know, one, you know, each other's style and two, your buddies, he's going to come in and do what works. You know, it's, uh, you know, whoever plays the best together is what he's going to do. And I like that he's got the, you know,
0: the cojones to do it. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. And again, I look at this season, the first twenty as an extended pre preseason for us. Um I'm not taking this team seriously until game twenty one. And good or bad, good or bad, I don't care if we go on a fucking winning streak until game twenty from now until game twenty. I'm still not gonna take it seriously. Um but you know, moving on into the uh, the Montreal game, it was a three to two overtime loss, so we got a point. Um, Hardy Haman Octel gets a call up, which I think is a pretty good, pretty, pretty decent call up. You know, if you're going to give Alexiev reps, if you're going to give Lucas Johansson reps, uh, I said it out of preseason that we're going to see Hardy Hammond Octel again in the lineup. Don't worry. And lo and behold, game number four, he's in. Um, this was when they put Lindgren on LTIR and obviously doubt has been out. Uh, I thought the first period was really good by the Caps. Uh, we had 12 shots in the first, but had the PPG against. So I can't call that. That's not 5v5 play. It's a bit of a blown assignment. Trevor Rams Van Riemsdyk did not have the strong. I mean, he's the bad guy, I think, in a lot of these, uh, replays if you look at it, but ultimately that could happen to anyone. Um, you know, you put yourself a man down and the expectation is that, you know, one out of five, you're probably going to get scored on. So, uh also, Ovi got two shots on net so everyone could stop panicking there. He he broke his shotless streak for the you know, the longest shotless streak in his career with two games. Yeah. Two games, dude.
1: Well, I mean, when you have uh I'm pretty isn't he have the most shots in history now? I don't know, probably. Or he's at least close. So I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you set the bar so high for yourself that you, know, you have a little bit of a little bit of a slow time,
0: and everybody panics. I know, and but but a little bit of slow time is two games. Like get the fuck out of here, all right? Yeah. He said he was like, you know, shit has to happen at least once in this all of his pressers. <laughs> First time for everything, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. People are really overreacting on that one. And, you know, I get, hey, you know, there's something to write about for the caps, like put it out there, but I don't buy it. Um, ultimately, you know, blown coverage, taking a shitload of penalties, had a couple shots, uh, some extended five on three time, uh, but we still, you know, and then we, we absorb that, we absorb that a little bit. Um, and one thing I will say about Ovi is he's been passing the puck a lot more. I mean, he's had a couple really great, a scoring chances that he's passed up because rightfully, you know, the hockey play is to pass to a guy. And I think he's done that. And he actually assisted on Dylan Strom's first goal that got the caps back into it. And then Kuznetsov primary assist on the second, again, to Dylan Strom gets us back in it. Dylan Strom just put the team on his back, you know, a little Ovi-esque there, um, and then gets us to the tie. Unfortunately, less than a minute in, Cole Caulfield buries us, puts the caps out of their misery, less than a minute into OT. Um, but I'll take the loser point here. I mean, I'll take any points in the first 20, take them all, get as greedy as possible. What do you think, Polly? Yeah, rack them up. I mean, this is, uh,
1: this is your time to, to gather, collect your nuts for the winner because, you know, everybody's still figuring their teams out, and uh, yeah, I mean, of course you want to win that game, but at this point, I'm like, hey, we got the point, so be happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you're. I, I agree, I mean, I already expected that it's going to be an uphill battle this entire season, so with the first 20 games being non-consequential, the Caps are going to have to go on some streaks mid to late in the season to make the playoffs, and I already expected that. That's the whole point of the whole twenty. But any any if we can just hang with the, uh, the rest of the division, which we aren't doing, but if we can hang a little bit, we will be okay. In fact, we aren't doing it. We aren't hanging with the rest of the division. We're not hanging with the rest of the conference. The Washington Capitals are currently the last in the East with three points. We have many games in hand. With most of these teams, yeah, that's too. that's another big thing to to consider. The Caps are they've had a very
1: slow start to the season, literally in terms of how many they've played. I mean, you're talking, you know, you've talked about the 20 games. I think you know, so 40s are possible max. Um, I think as long as the Caps come out of the first 20 with 20 points,
0: they're all right. So you're looking for a five, and I, I, I think I kind of gotta agree with that, dude. If you, if we're five hundred, if we're, I think that the the benchmark for success in the first twenty, if we're five hundred, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're I mean, not without striking point... distance. You're not, you're not outside striking distance of a wild card. You're not outside striking distance of a third, second in the metro, I don't believe twenty games in.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, you have twenty points. You get, you know, you carve out three, four,
0: five game winning streaks throughout the rest of the season, you'll be all right. Absolutely. And, you know, let's just, let's just be comfortable in the reality that we're living in right now. And that's Philadelphia is leading the Metro with seven points. Okay. Come on. Come on. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's all fucking simulation, folks. <laughs> it's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. A fugazi. It's a woozy. It's a wazzy. All right. You know, I, I don't. I'm I'm not I'm whatever. Uh standings don't don't matter. And and here is where the silver lining comes in. PK starting to come together. Okay? Five on three, extended time. We've been okay man down. Now there you're gonna get beat man down. You, it's the NHL. It's beer league to the NHL, you're gonna be get beat man down. That's you know the point. Um but I I, I liked it every game we've increased shot totals. And I venture to say that we've been playing a little bit more of a complete game every game until now. Is it, I hope, I hope we're like 10% way to the final evolution of this team. But as of right now, you know, forward momentum is, you know, any positives, any, any step forward is, should be credit is thus uh, exactly that a, a step forward.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it's a season that runs from October through April. Right. If people think you're going to have it figured out in October, they're nuts.
0: And we still don't have our full roster. Right. Which we may not ever have. Who knows? Who knows what a full yeah. roster is now, but we're we're fans of an aging empire. Also, most of those teams who look hot in October,
1: uh, you know, they usually end up winning the President's Trophy and losing in the first round. So... <laughs>
0: What's up? Shout out, Boston. Yeah. And uh, Tampa, check your priorities, folks. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, honestly, I would venture to say that the Washington Capitals, in years past, when we've had dominant regular seasons, going up against an eight seed or a seven seed or whatever it may be, has negatively affected our, our playoff chances. You know, look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have gone in and won at like the four and five seed. That's where they like to be. Yeah. So, nope, not worried. Caps fans, if you're buying into dude, I, <laughs> the bird app, even on Facebook, social media in general, I've seen like people like, it was a mistake to hire Carberry. Let's fire him <laughs> already. Four games oh in. Oh my god. Four games in. You motherfuckers got to stop. You got to get out of that football mentality, bro. This is a. This is not a 16 game season now and even in the nfl you can recover
1: from a rough like first five or six weeks right so it
0: just amplified here right you know have a couple drinks simmer the fuck down you know yeah for real think about it think about what you're putting out on the internet um i i'm still super optimistic i like to see the evolution and hey you know what Polly I drive an old Lexus you know it likes to get started and sit for a couple minutes to warm up you know get everything going get the juices flowing and get on down the road so the Washington Capitals are about as old as my Lexus like you know <laughs> <laughs> hey your Lexus is comfortable it is it's a sweet car and I and I like it and I'm very comfortable with Washington Capitals as well yeah. all right hey, amen brother yeah. So next week, next week. Um, well, hold on. Oh, oh, okay. Let's
1: go, let's go over our picks last week.
0: Oh yes, of course. Uh, uh, Paulie has a we, has a reason to gloat. He has a reason to gloat. Yeah. Yeah. Take so us through. We were
1: it. both wrong on the goal count. We both thought Obi'd scored twice, and he's still zero there. Yeah. But you said one, two, and zero, oh, okay. and I said one, one, and one. So Mister Never Wrong was wrong. <laughs>
0: But really not wrong, because we did lose. We did lose.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) uh, I mean, if you're talking pre-lockout, yeah.
0: Right. We did lose. I mean, not totally wrong. But you, Polly, guessed it exactly right.
1: I did. One, one, and one. I'd tell you, I don't know. I can just tell... I mean, it happens so often, you know, that like so many games go to overtime and then it's just a crapshoot if you're winning in overtime or not.
0: It is truly a coin flip. Statistically, it is a coin flip on, once you get past regulation. Um, and I just I just think you're a fucking snake for you always put that shit in there. You always put that shit in there, bro. Yeah,
1: because I'm playing Moneyball.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're playing, you know. OK, fine. I'm more about I finality. At using intelligence Okay. All right. Whatever you, whatever excuse you want to say, uh, whatever that is. Um, okay. I, you win this one. You win this one. Uh, next week we have on the twenty fourth. We've got so here's here's something interesting. We're gonna see our first back to back. We're in Toronto, or I mean, we're we're at home against Toronto on the twenty fourth. On the twenty fifth, we take a trip up to New Jersey. Short train slash bus ride up to New Jersey. And then on the 27th, we're at home, back at home, Minnesota. The 29th, back at home, still at with San Jose. Um, San Jose is not doing as well as the Washington Capitals this season. I'll just put that out there. Um, the rest of these teams look like absolutely fucking daunting tasks, especially the back-to-back Toronto to NJ. Dude, the Washington Capitals have had a really tough schedule in the opening, I think this this is a, a really, but you know what? Fuck it. I, I'm happy for it. I welcome the challenge because the Washington Capitals have to know, the guys in that locker room have to know that we're coming up against guys who are young, full of piss and vinegar, trying to get a hot start out of the gate. They think that they're going to be winning now and they're ready to put it all in, in their first 20 to pad the stats a little bit down the, down the rest of the season. So, you know we're looking at these teams and and i think that all three of the like other than San Jose we've got a playoff team that we're playing and i think that we've played a playoff team for the first 4 games for at least 3 out of 4 of those games if not 4 out of 4
1: yeah um i think San Jose is the only safe bet to miss the playoffs
0: yeah and i mean mix. and and i say like i did you did you catch that i i actually called the penguins a playoff team I did. No, I. I, was thinking I didn't catch that. But yeah. Shit. Make sure, all right. Well, no, uh, no. Sure I take it back. The Penguins were not the playoff team. Calgary, Ottawa, and, and Montreal were the, the Canadian teams. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. There. Um. I think looking at
1: also, I think I'm, I misheard you a little bit. I thought you were talking about the upcoming games,
0: three out of four. Oh. But um, I no same same thing applies to this as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think when we look at these this week coming up.
1: We're probably playing potentially two divisional winners in yeah. Toronto and New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. And Minnesota could I mean it'll probably be the avalanche, but the stars in Minnesota are gonna you know, give them all a run for their money, so these are tough games. Uh how do you think we're gonna fare? No, yeah, you go first, you you have honors. Oh yeah. Well, you're gonna you're gonna hate it. Two one and one. Um, two one in one, I think. I think the boys are gonna they're gonna get something together here, and okay. I do think one of those wins will be on the road against the
0: Devils. Wow! Wow! Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna go one two and one. All right, I'm keeping it five hundred. I've got now, that uh, would not be five hundred, but still. <laughs> no, that's actually. Uh, yeah, twenty five percent. Right, game down. I'm still. It's <laughs> okay. I'm still going. I'm one, two, and one. I think the Capitals have you know a little bit more bullshit to get through. I think
1: I think Ovi lights the lamp a little bit. He grabs three out of four.
0: Ooh, I'm not stepping down from two. I'm going to let two ride. I think Ovi. All I right. think Ovi's got two goals in him this week. Yeah, that's fair. So your well, t- your two goals or your three goals on two? Yeah. All right. Right. I'm coming
1: at it optimistic
0: okay all right well I hope you're right and I'm kind of using my reverse karma tactics now so yeah you know I'm trying to I'm trying to downplay you know how good the Washington capitals could be
1: <laughs> well yeah because you know if you're overly cocky and then you're wrong then you just look like an idiot but if you're if you're negative and then it works out and you're like oh I knew it the whole time
0: see that's that's a, uh, I think that's Twitter's entire persona.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you you talk to fans,
0: and they're always,
1: you know, they're they're always being so negative about their team and whatnot beforehand. It's kind of like the smart kid in class that you know you're all talking about after your test, and that one person who always gets A's is like, "Oh, I did terrible."
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cap fans, tune into us on Thursday. The Hockey Chill Check is going to be about old school hockey good guys. And uh, Polly, what's what's snack time going to be about? Connor Bedard. Oh my god. We're doing that? All right. You would. You would. All right, Cap fans, hit us up on Thursday. New episode will be coming out. We'll just be talking about what we just talked about there. Um Hang on to your butts. Like we said, 20 games. Let's go we got a couple more weeks to make sure that the Washington Capitals is the real deal or not. But until Thursday, Hockey Troll, poly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Cavs Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com, the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, Oh, we're not friends anymore.